Welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. Today's episode is a Fun and Sobriety movie review episode. Uh, I, I'm doing these episodes in, as an opportunity to review the way that alcoholism and drug addiction and recovery from these, these afflictions uh, is captured in pop culture. Um, I feel like most people out there are not addicts, although I would guess that most people are in some way peripherally um, impacted, if not directly impacted by addictions of one, one sort or another. And so I feel it's, it's, and so for these people, the only real opportunity they have to understand what's going on in the mind of an addict and in the experiences of an addict and, um, you know, as they're falling apart and as they're trying to get their shit together, uh, is through these movies and, and TV shows. So these reviews are, I don't know, a service. Plus I just kind of really like movies and, and I like movies about recovery. So, I sit down with my friend Kaz Gable, who is not in any way uh, personally affected by any addictions that I'm aware of um, and that he apparently is aware of. Um, and we just discuss how well the films uh, tackle these these kind of heavy topics and, and whether, you know, based on my experience, it seems legitimate or valid or, or I don't know, accurate. I guess those other two terms are a little bit too loaded, but, but accurate at least. And, you know, get input from Kaz to see how it feels from the side of someone who's you know got no personal experience with it so i hope you enjoy this uh today's episode is a review of the i guess 1995 film uh uh, when a man loves a woman starring andy garcia and meg ryan um and i don't want to give away too much in the intro here i think kaz and i go into pretty solid details um so please enjoy our review of When a Man Loves a Woman. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably be never. I'll wake up when I'm sober, but stay drunk forever. All right, uh, let's just get rolling. Uh, welcome back to the Fun and Sobriety Movie Review Podcast. I'm your host Dylan. I'm an alcoholic, and I'm here with once again with uh, w- with Mr. Kaz Gable. Say hello, Kaz. Hello, everybody. Right on. Um, my favorite part is this is this is our uh, our third one, right? This is the third yeah. movie we've actually we're finally getting around. I think I don't know. I watched <laughs> this movie over a week ago. How long ago? You just oh, finished yeah. it a couple of days ago. Yeah, but no, it, it's it, been it, for. It took us a while to get this one out. I don't know what our problem was with this. I think. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a reflection of the movie, although maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so we're we're gonna review uh, the 1994. Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. A 1994 American romantic drama film, um, which I'm, <laughs> I don't know that it, I guess it's romantic, but uh, the 1994 American romantic drama film When a Man Loves a Woman. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Uh, how did you okay i i feel i feel i like i just said before we started i feel a little under the weather so i'm i'm i might rely on you to help keep me focused during this (laughs) recording dude all right well because well one i've watched it's on at least a week it may be more like 10 days since i actually watched the movie um and i okay 
Well, let's let's start here. Where what was your take on this movie? How did you feel about this movie? Like an overall, uh, Siskel and Ebert, thumbs up or thumbs down? Which which way would you go with this movie? Just not recovery related, not whatever we want this to be about. Movie, just a movie. Like in nineteen eighty four, going to the movies and someone says, "Did you like it?" What would you say? You know, this movie feels very nineteen ninety four. It oh, uh no kidding. <laughs> it's very much a time capsule, not just in like the setting of the movie, but just the style of filmmaking of that time, I feel like. It's soft yeah. focus, a lot of pastels, uh it's kind of like the what became this... the stereotypical lifetime style of filming. Oh yeah. And this like the sweeping soundtrack was really like it was distracting to me in that like the way that I forgot movies like that in the nineties yeah, uh, and eighties, like there was like the music seemed very incongruous with the activity happening. It was like, they just throw as much big, like, I don't know how else to describe it. It was like big sound onto the, onto the screen to accompany what's happening. But, uh, but, but how do you feel? What would it would be? Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of, this movie is a slow pace. It runs at a slow pace and it's oh two hours God. long, which is rare. I, th- I feel like there was a rare for the mid to early nineties. I, so, I agree. And it felt like two hours and six minutes. <laughs> it, dude. It, was... it takes its time. And I will say like, I kind of feel like, uh, the director didn't know how to I'm sure there was more that they cut out so it feels like yeah. what they left in told a story but I also feel this movie was trying to cover a lot of like a long Agreed. story arc and Agreed. they just were like well we, if we want to do that we can't cut any more out so I guess this is it yeah I it, it's one of it's a film I feel like this happens a lot today probably just always but it, it would have really benefited from like a mini series or something because it could have that's what it felt really like. It felt like out. a TV movie that was all bunched into one as opposed to like yeah. segments. It could have been segmented. And it probably could have been segmented. More and, impactful. And, yeah, it went, and like Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan were really good in it. I thought, yeah. like, I, you know, Andy Garcia was chewing up the scenery a lot, but it, it was like he just kept it in. Like, he just kept it in. Um, but you're not answering my question. Is it a thumbs up or a <laughs> thumbs down, dude? All right, well, I will say by the... The mid, by the middle of the movie, I was like, all right, I'm not into this that much. But then I have to say, and we'll get into this later, the uh-huh. end of the movie or towards the end of the uh-huh. movie when they start getting into real res- resolution issues, I felt that was yeah. done very well. And it kind of turned it around for me. So I, so I wouldn't go me out too. and <laughs> shout to the hills about this movie. But I no, was no. like, at the end, I was like, that wasn't bad. That yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. I would give it a thumbs up also. I would I would recommend it to people. And for the, the context of what we're doing here, I would definitely recommend it yeah. as a recovery movie. Um, and again, I keep saying this every time. Maybe I was just an asshole always along. It, <laughs> I liked it more than I expected, just like I liked the, the, the last one more than I expected. Although, as this was going, I realized, especially once... It really kicks into Meg Ryan's alcohol. Okay, so let's you describe the story. I love I loved having you describe it <laughs> rather than me. So you describe what this right. movie's about. Well, so we we jump in onto a successful nineties couple, thirty somethings, who've got uh, two little girls and he's a, a very successful pilot. I actually had to look up how much pilots make because I was like, they're oh, either <laughs> no, 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 no. Pilots do well, and especially back then. Yeah. That was kind of the thing, right? Like I was like, Wow, he's doing really well. Air Force. Yeah, you serve in the Air Force, and then it was like uh, you're you're kind of you're writing your own ticket once you get into the airline. So that 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 was still that seemed true to me. Yeah, and the airlines were too, booming. 
Yeah, he seemed too nice, honestly. Like, my take on pilots is they're kind of assholes. And I apologize to any pilots out there who may be listening, <laughs> but uh, I think you understand why I'm saying that. But uh, uh, but anyway, go on. So they're, Yeah, they're, yeah. So anyway, I mean, he's... They, uh, they've got, like, a really nice house in San Francisco. And even in 1994, you had to have some fucking money to live in that oh, house. Oh, yeah. That's what I had to look it up. I'm like, man, what did they make here? Because, so, he's a pilot. He works for a commercial airline. Um she and is a, a teacher. teacher right? Yep, she's a yeah. teacher of some sort. We don't I don't know exactly what grade, but it's for like, I don't know, middle school kids, maybe a little younger than that. Um I, yeah, I think I they seem doesn't she have a conversation with a kid at one point? Yeah, I couldn't seem like they were like 12 or something. Yeah, exactly. Something right around that age. And so they're a seemingly happy upper middle class couple um with uh right. from an outside an ideal life and as we enter the film, it seems like quite an ideal life because he's a pilot, sure. they get to get discounted tickets to go to like jet set to mexico um on the on a whim and slowly slowly you realize that meg ryan is a uh she she drinks like you'd normally expect people to drink who are going to mexico but then you slowly realize every time she drinks she gets wasted she gets wasted I and yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't have no idea of Meg Ryan's history or anything, but she does a very good job, I thought, in here of dancing that line of being a quote unquote normal person just trying to have fun and then revealing that she's just really drinking a lot all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like you kind of don't know as you jump into these scenes with them. We we get into their life because they go out together, have like a date night, and then they're just being silly and drunk. But it's like. You know, okay, we people get there, but then you're realizing, okay, this is how it always goes. They're all they always get to the point where he's drunk well, too, but he seems a little more in control. She's just unhinged. Well, at, and and the the name of this movie, it's when a man loves a woman, and this right. was part of like in the back of my head as this is going, because then she gets she you know it becomes clear that she's more than just having a good time. She's like really, really, she's a drunk, right? Right, and and. So she winds up going to um, a pretty nice rehab. That's the one thing in all these movies so far. Yes. The rehabs they go to are always quite nice, but this makes perfect sense because they are upper middle class and it's the kind of thing that, that, you know, rich white ladies will do is they'll, they'll treat themselves to a fancy rehab center, right? Uh, right. You may may not that may not be like so understood to you, but to me, yeah, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) That makes Uh, sense. um, And then, but then what I found, the reason I give this movie a thumbs up also is what happens after the rehab. It's they. Tr- this is the only movie so far and maybe the only one on any this whole list that we're going to do that spends any energy showing what it's like in the family afterward, right? Like yeah. You don't, walking out of rehab isn't the... Isn't the end. It's not like you don't have... The, she doesn't have like a moment of whatever like lifting the horse's leg and being like oh she's gonna be okay like right right she has to walk into her life now and it was interesting because then they spend well it turns out to only be six months of her life in as a sober person living with recovery and the family afterwards uh and i'm using that phrase specifically kaz because that is a common i mean that's a there's a chapter in the big book the family afterwards right Uh, yeah and and it, it, it this and it, the movie was produced and I think partially written or written part you know one of the persons credited with writing is Al Franken who I know is a recovery person. In a, in a uh, he did you see his cameo in it? 
I didn't even notice. How did he's I miss bar- that? Was he's he- barely recognizable. He looks so young, and he's very thin. And uh, he is the co-pilot to Andy Garcia in the cockpit scene Are where you he's serious? landing. Yeah. I- I go back and go back and watch it. You'll with... see it. You'll be like, "Oh shit, that is him." I would have hit myself with a shoe for missing that because I would have. <laughs> and it's and it's that scene where he does that whole like pauses before he says "Welcome home" because he's exactly, yeah, not going to live. And Al Franken oh, gives a little god. chuckle at his commentary. Yeah, it's, it's... oh my god, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so then it kind of focuses on that, and then, um, and why I, I specified the name of the movie, uh, and. If you notice, like all of the focus, even though it's about Meg Ryan getting all fucked up and going to rehab and then trying to get her shit together, and, and they, they do a good job of showing her struggle in those early days of, of recovery. Presumably, she stays sober. I mean, it, it does end at about six months, right? No, it mm-hmm. does because she gets her six month chip, right? Which, yeah, nobody's given a person at six months the, the, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe that's how they do meetings in San Francisco in nineteen. The amount of fanfare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like a that's a kind of yeah a, a big birthday one year, like usually like five year something like that, where they put you up on a podium and you talk about your life and people stand and clap for you. Like six months, I was like, I don't feel like they're gonna do. It. They're gonna like give you a pat on the back, you know. I mean, you'd get a chip at six months because it's an encouraging chip, but yeah, she addresses a ballroom you... full of people at her six months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And in the time of the movie, you can be like, yeah, this could have been a year. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it's still early because she's still pretty fragile. And and, and I, I, in terms of the recovery stuff for her, it seemed uh, OK. Like it didn't seem like they did any big leaps or anything. But I, I keep wandering off the the title of the movie and really the focus of the movie is him. And I yeah. realized watching this, this is an Al-Anon movie. This isn't an Alcoholics movie. This is for Al-Anon. Sure. And he eventually goes to an Al-Anon meeting and has that part. But because as it started, and even thinking back, because I did see this movie, I may have seen this movie in the theater because I I was a huge Meg Ryan fan, right? Like my my, uh, girlfriend, soon-to-be wife at the time, (laughs) wife at the time, uh, I mean, we were were super into Meg Ryan. And I, 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 I am creating a memory of having seen it in the theater and you know whatever i mean it was it was a romantic comedy i mean that's how you put it out there a romantic drama um and i don't remember being particularly off put by the title i just remember thinking well that's weird that they would call it when a man loves a woman when it's about her and that was kind of just in my head forever and this is where it kind of didn't hit the mark the way it probably meant to or should have, it, it really is about him. It's about the family afterward. And I, I wonder if that's because in the production of a, of a, I mean, an Al-Anon story is tough to do because it's, it deals with like the stuff that he deals with in there. Like he's obviously codependent. Like they, they do. This is interesting how like she comes home from re- from rehab and she's trying to do her life and the dynamic between them becomes more clear and harder to handle because she's no longer fucked up. And the dynamic was he just kind of took care of everything, including her. And that was just how it is. And that, yeah. that is the purpose of Aladon is to like, Hey, you know, you're in this too, as a human and you're living with somebody who's dysfunctional, you're not functional. Like if you think you're functional in a dysfunctional relationship, you're part of the problem. Right. 
And yeah, well, and his I, issue, I, he keeps going back to trying to solve the issue. And that was really interesting for me, right. who doesn't really have direct experience with addiction. I totally like embodied right. his frustrations of like what he felt. Because a lot of the movie after she comes home, she is dealing with her emotions and her, you know, and she yeah. I think she says in the whole point, like she's she can't. She's trying to understand this stuff and trying to work through it in a positive way. And sometimes she just she's going to lash out, and it's not. It's just it's just part of the process. It's like she's not going to come home and be fixed. It's a long term thing, and I totally sympathize with his frustrations of okay, well, how can I fix this or help this? And her message was just, you can't. You literally can't, and you just have to ride this with me. Um, Yeah, I I really and I yeah, and I appreciated that they didn't sell that shit out. Like she was, she kicked him out and she was like, I, I can't do this. We can't do this. Our life before isn't the same. And, and I do remember that part from when I saw it originally, when it was came out before where he's all excited and wants to take them away on a vacation. And she's like, I have to learn to live in my life. I can't go away. And right. I remember that stuck out to me for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, I was, early you know i was in my 20s i think maybe part of why this movie was like it sticks out was because i saw it with my wife or girlfriend i guess and even at that point it was that my alcoholism my my drinking was already the only real thing we ever fought about you know so Hmm. seeing it on the screen like that it was like a a a raw thing for me and (laughs) Sure. Yeah, thankfully, she and I were terrible at communicating, so we never had to talk about that. Right, right. Which is unfortunate because it's it's interesting because that is probably why they made this movie was to help sure. people see things. You know, I mean, that's what the, you know, it's what art is for, right? And um, okay, so let's do it the the recovery aspect, the alcoholic. Okay, so. Well, this is kind of tricky because, like I said, this is more of a, a codependence movie, a, an Al-Anon movie. But let's let's treat it straight up like alcohol. Like, so the the early parts where they show her as a party girl. Yeah, I wanted to hit her. Like, she was annoying me so bad right, right. in that like that like uh, when she gets like when they're down in Mexico and she stands up and she's just like, "Come on, buddy, come on, Buster," and she's like being all like playful and drunk, like, and he's not drunk. Like, I can relate to that feeling of being like, "Right, dude, you you gotta knock it off." Like, if uh, it, I, I don't know. I guess this is just because this is where I am today in my life, but. Like seeing that, I was just I'd be like, I would want to get as far away from her as possible. I'd want to be like, well, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go explore the Mexican villa myself and you you sleep it off. Well, I I think every couple has had that like I know my wife has had that with me and I've I've much rarer oh, much sure. rarer had that with her where you're like, one of you is a little more drunk or a lot more drunk than the other sure. one and you're like, You're not as cute as you think you are or as fun as yeah. you think you are right now. Uh, and, so I'm just and, gonna ride this for a bit. Yeah, and and the they were building up, showing that it was a recurring thing with her. So you know, he, Andy Garcia, I I, I thought both of them did well in those those early parts because I that's part of why I say that about Meg Ryan. Like I don't think she has it. Like I don't know that I, I'm gonna guess that she's probably not an alcoholic or, or a drug addict, or at least wasn't at the time of this I, whatever's happened in the time since since that came out because there's a little bit of play acting involved here like yeah of, like 
kind of like acting the way she sees other people do this kind of thing. That was the weakest I part. Thought. I thought. I thought she did great, but there was a couple scenes when she's really wasted. It's. It felt like yeah. an actor pretending to be really wasted, not someone. It was too a little over the top. You know, I, over I'm just, the top. I'm just rewatching yeah. some of these scenes of the early relationship um, on on mute, and it's one of the things I didn't notice before that it's kind of apparent is that one of their dynamics is the first thing we see is an interesting interaction at a bar where he oh, God. picks her up at a bar. And I, it's that, very, I it's also very, remember that. And yeah. I remember being so annoyed by that. It was, yeah. it was it's very corny. They were really, they were really trying to push Andy Garcia as this like uber sex ob, sex symbol. Like I remember a lot of movies back then, like because he just done Godfather three, and that's who he was in that. Like, yeah, oh he's yeah. No chin. He's, I mean, he's a handsome enough guy, but settle down with all that. My God. Yeah, he's he's early nineties handsome, which is great. He's a great actor, but he's definitely like. <laughs> It's just kind of funny, but but they put yeah. the interesting thing is the relationship goes. You see in these interactions. So as they go out, they have fun. She gets yeah. more and more drunk, and then their the codependency is he is less drunk or less having fun that as you yeah. notice in these interactions. And her reaction to that is to get wilder to try to engage with them like they used to. So when she falls off, she falls uh, off the boat in Mexico. Yeah, and when she falls off the boat, he's like seems stone cold sober at that point, and they're rowing together. Sure. It's late at night, and he's kind of like. Yeah kind of rolling with her and she's really drunk and she's kind of talking rambling and stuff like that and then she notices that he's not responding so then she gets and stands up and tries to engage with him and sort of fake boxing at him and then she's getting sillier and sillier and he's getting worried and worried of the boat and eventually yells at her to stop and then she gets even more silly and then she falls out of the boat so her reaction the codependency they have is she's trying to fit the role that she expects him to want her to be and then when he she goes a little too far he gets more serious she gets more crazy and then she gets way more drunk so it's yeah. really interesting. No, that's really, that is, and that's good. And and again, going back to like it being too long yet not long enough to really go through all the stuff. Like that would be, today this would be like a Netflix series and like the first few episodes would be the real build of this, like showing yeah. what, or I don't know, some flashback aspect, but taken out over a long period of time so that you can really get a feel for how that dynamic is built. Because... You also get the backstory unfolding that one of the two daughters is actually from a previous marriage. Yeah. Which, and that kid and that kid is eight, the older kid and that kid is I think 8 and the younger kid is 4, mm-hmm. which means they haven't even been together that long, right? Like at this point they've they've really only been together like maybe 5 years, right? Maybe. I mean, is the younger kid their kid or are both the daughters Th- no, no, the younger kid is theirs, and the okay. older kid is from the previous, and that's because that's that's part of the dynamic. And when she kicks him out, there's, and he does that thing where he's like, "I'm always going to be your dad." Like, you know, he has that moment later on when, uh, I guess, when he's going to move away, and he like sees her, and and that little kid is a great actress. Oh, by the Tina Majorine, I I made a note of that. Like, she is so good in this. She is. She I is forgot. So she so good. She would pop up in a lot of the movies throughout the '90s as a child actor, and she is really good. I was I was kind of like stunned at like because you you realize after a minute of watching you're like wait this isn't this isn't actually a kid talking to his her her parents it's it's an you know somebody sitting on a movie uh, set you know that kid is real good real good yeah uh um um so. Right, well, the big so, should we talk about her big breakthrough like where she falls oh, off the wagon basically? Is, oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Or not even off the wagon because she never she, really yeah. tries to stop. I mean, she that's she, true. Where she, she hits her bottom, try and, yeah, the bottoming out, the bottoming out. I laughed so goddamn hard. It, <laughs> it, she is. I mean, I, partly because 
it, it's I. It's ridiculous. Like what happens is ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I, that's where I took that's the scene that took me out of it. Where I was like, I think Meg Ryan's a little little hamming it up here. Uh, hamming some hard, it she's up, acting yeah. the hard as she can here. Good for her. But it's also like, it felt yeah. it wasn't very well directed either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like rushed. I I got the impression they had like one night to get it done or something, and they were just like, well, that's it. Like, because she gets real drunk. Uh, it's just a regular night. She comes home a little late and she's drunk. Yeah, that's right. She comes home. She's already had that episode where she, you know, he has to not fly out of town because she's goes and has too many drinks after work. And so as an audience, you're already tense at the idea of her coming home late. She comes home and she's clearly out of her mind drunk. And the the kid sitter who for no good reason is pregnant. I also didn't quite follow why they had that happen. I, I mean, I don't, maybe the actress was pregnant in after they started filming and so they had to incorporate it like i didn't i didn't at all follow why the the house yeah it's not really explained nanny had to be um although i guess maybe that explained why she would be a little bit more like quote-unquote selfish about taking her own time versus like oh i loved i loved her she like straight up stands up to him and be and like yeah i'm gonna miss my flight she's like yeah well i've got a lamaze class do you think your life's more important than me (laughs) and he was like all right fair point but you're did did, did 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 your wife go through? Did Shelly go through Lamaze? Did you guys yeah. do Lamaze? Mm-hmm. You don't start Lamaze in the first trimester, if I recall. It's towards the end. But yeah, I guess at so. At that point in the movie, so you she think she's that lying baby for another like nine <laughs> months or seven months? So it is kind of bitchy of her to be like, uh, "Yeah, but I've got Lamaze." Like, yeah, I got a, f- I've got six hundred people who are gonna miss their flight across the country. Like, <laughs> I think you can miss Lamaze four weeks into your pregnancy for this one stage. And and I'll tell you what, I'll give you another five hundred dollars or so. Well, yeah, that's what he didn't <laughs> offer. You get the sense yeah, though that I, this has happened before, where there's been an emergency yes. that was avoidable, and they expect her to of just course. fill in the gap. And she's been there with the 100%. kids all day. So I, I yeah, remember yeah, thinking, yeah. like, good for you, Amy. Your time is valuable. I, I, yeah, I think I'm more like criticizing the writing rather than the – because the, the point is well made and it, it's yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah. reasonable. Like he, And it, it did showcase – I thought it was good that they showed he is kind of a hothead but also capable of bringing it back, right? Like he could have been a two-dimensional just like, I get angry and you do what I want and I'm almost barely – I'm incapable of apology, right? Like – he like that whole sequence where he goes back and apologizes to her in front of her, the Amy in front of her family and like to get her to not quit. <laughs> All of that was, I, I, again, it's about him. The movie's more about him, but I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm distracting from that ridiculous bottoming out <laughs> from Meg Ryan. Cause so she comes home fucking drunk. Amy and, like leaves, even though she can tell she probably shouldn't leave, but you know, it's yeah. Like, she yells at Amy until Amy leaves. And well, the, here's why I think it didn't track. And, and to you tell me if this is just, if just my perception. Oh, wrong. okay. Her, the way the drunk type of drunk she is in this series is suddenly really mean and aggressive where before she was very much a happy go lucky drunk. And when she comes uh, home middle of the day comes home and I know maybe at this point they're trying to imbibe that she's just strung out at this point. Like it's getting to that yeah. level where it's just not like because because yeah. she's definitely not going out with Andy Garcia. Who knows if she was out with anyone? Probably someone. But um, sure. she's clearly trashed and just mad <laughs> yeah. or short tempered. Well, OK, I, I will. I will say this. She is drinking exactly the way I drank. And, yeah. and I, I, I often when I was hiding bottles of vodka I would think of this movie and think of her in this movie. Right. Uh, and, and that 
I don't know how much time you have spent drinking vodka all day long, including from the minute you wake up until very little. You start, yeah. It, you your your attitude is fucking all over the place. Right? Yeah, like, I, that make, I could see that. Yeah, if you're drinking vodka like a quart a day, I, you're one day you're going to be fucking fine, and the next day you're going to be a fucking dick, right? And so sure. it, it tracked for me for sure. And and I get what you're saying because they've only really shown her being happy go lucky, and then all of a sudden she's kind of, you know, a mean drunk. But no, that that for me tracks very accurately. And and actually the whole sequence of events there tracks. It's just Meg Ryan as a, I she's trying too hard or something, right? So she she comes home, all kind of pissy drunk, and then winds up smacking the the older kid, right? The older kid yeah, comes inadvertently, up inadvertently, yeah. Sort of inadvertently. I mean, it's one of those, like, the other part of the Al-Anon thing, like, the kids are affected, too, and the, that's... Sure, yeah. She, the, she's trying... The the, the older daughter uh, is... Tr- I, 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 you can tell that she's used to trying to deal with this and having to navigate her mom like this, and I thought they did okay showing that that older sister also is trying to protect the younger sister, you know, to, like... Uh, do that buffering thing that is very common with alcohol children's of alcoholics who are like trying to make the world seem better than it is just make it feel okay and like so she's buffering her little sister and she brings in some kind of information to tell her mom like that she's hoping to get a positive reaction from from Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan's just too drunk and nasty at the moment and so she just slaps her right like I don't remember was there anything else happening other than the kid is just trying to show her something She's trying to talk to her, like sort of figure out what's going on and like, yeah, talk her down a little bit. But Megaron, she's too drunk to even really notice. She's just an annoyance to her. And so she's like, she's getting aspirin in. She's grabbing her bottle from the closet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's right. And the kid sees her drinking the vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a someone like that, and that's also where it kind of doesn't quite track. I guess it does, actually, because the idea would be. I mean, watching that, I'm like, she must be blacked out. Because if you're a secret drunk like that, you're not going to suddenly just be comfortable going right. to your stash and drinking right in front of, you know, I mean, she's hiding it from her kid. She's hiding it from her family. She's not going to suddenly be like, oh, I don't care if they see this. So she must be that far out of her mind that she doesn't even really register that the kid is right there watching. And so it makes sense that she would just turn around and slap the kid just because she's in whatever state you want to call that i mean blackout id like no sense of anything (laughs) and that that was i can't remember if that i mean that part didn't make me laugh it made me just kind of like oh shit that's that sucks but then she goes to take a shower shower, yeah (laughs) and falls out of the shower and shatters the whole fucking thing right like i started laughing so hard right there because that's it just i mean it I don't know why they chose that. I mean, they could have just had her fall down in the shower or even just, I, I felt like the shattering of the stuff and not having it leading to her having severe lacerations was right. just unnecessarily dramatic. Right. Like I, 
I, I don't know. Maybe that happened to some one of the screenwriters or someone in their family, and it was based off of a real thing. And I, who knows? I don't know. But it also be. felt like Meg Ryan was such a sex symbol, and it was like an ubiquitous, hey, we have an excuse to show Meg Ryan's naked a, butt. And oh, now, but uh, there's no hey, way that it. was Meg Ryan. There's no way yeah. that was Meg Ryan. That was a body double. For oh, sure. yeah. There's, well, Meg Ryan, in 1994, Meg Ryan was not doing gratuitous nudity, bro. Oh, oh for no, sure. In fact, well, think what everyone did. thinks is at least titillate everyone to imagine they're seeing Meg Ryan. Oh, finally the nude yeah, scene yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no there's because they don't ever show her face and they don't like if if you get her if you get a big star like that who everybody does kind of want to see naked they're going to definitely show like face and boobs so you're like this is meg <laughs> ryan's breasts <laughs> <laughs> but that made me laugh so hard and i don't i i think just because it just didn't work right like anyway so she winds yeah up- it seems plausible but it just seems like so Oh, nuts that like like you said if she's hiding it i mean she must be just that strung out where she's falling off so bad here that she oh, can barely stand up I, and it's so i can con- i can completely see all this i mean i my yeah. story dude i mean i i wound up getting woken up by a police officer with my kids in the car next to me right like i had yeah. i was drunk dry, like you're, you're out of your mind you don't know what the fuck you're doing like yeah. that it was just her performance in it is what made me laugh, honestly, not the situation. I, the situation seemed absolutely plausible if she's a functional drunk who just every now and then just becomes unfunctional. So, uh, yeah, so she winds up in rehab. I, I really liked the rehab. I liked uh, the, the way they portrayed, like, the... I, I feel like that scene where he's dropping her off at rehab and... You know, he wants to go up with her to the back rooms or whatever, and they like they show the they the, you what appears to be a ubiquitous like going through your shit scene, right? Like taking away your stuff that you're bringing into the rehab center. Like I I'm not even clear what who that's for because you're like yeah you're going it's like going to a hospital you don't get to just pick your shit you're like you're you're going to a mental health facility so yeah we're gonna tell you what you're allowed to have right uh, and and then. You know, so he they won't let him come follow her into the back area and get a tour, and he's all like, "Uh, it's my wife. I'm going to come along." And you're like, "Dude, <laughs> chill out, yeah. bro. Like, no. you know, this no, ain't about not. you anymore." Yeah. So I, it was like that scene right there where I was like, "Oh, that's weird that they would even direct him to behave like that." I, and then you know, the unfolding of the rest of the story is more about him than about her. It's almost from that point forward her recovery is kind of implied and they do they do spend time on it in a very genuine way and like her friendship that she forms with the young Philip Seymour Hoffman that's the other thing I remember about this movie was young Philip Seymour Hoffman in there um and I thought that was a a great portrayal of that kind of a relationship right like they have this just purely platonic friendship right like and um (coughs) anyway I, I'm rambling all over the place, man. Well, so it's just he's talks- someone she can talk to. Well, this is all, during this whole time. Andy Garcia is kind of like you get you follow him, but you really get the sense like he is doing like he's, he seems like an overall good guy. He's got some domineering tendencies, yeah. but he's trying to manage the family. He's getting a little stressed out. He's trying to engage with her in the way that he knew how. So he they have this weird phone call where she oh, calls yeah. him and it's the first time she can call him. And I think it's what's it, like two weeks in or a week in they can't yeah, call and then she finally some gets arbitrary, it yeah arbitrary number of days before he's she's allowed to make a phone call so and I, she's and again, 
she's like she's smoking she's trying she's doing okay but she's like she's definitely gone through some you know a lot of shit over the last couple weeks and then he like tries to like phone sex talk to her (laughs) and it's so fucking weird and awkward and she's clearly like not this is not what she needs right now and he just but it also from his side he seems like he doesn't know how to engage with her either except that way and so it's just this weird fucking awkwardness and yeah. and it just continues and then um her yeah her uh, he clears out the uh, liquor bottles blah 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 there's a touching scene with the daughter he used to follow him as he's engaging <laughs> with the daughters and then yeah, he goes to like, rehab <laughs> to see her yeah, well yeah, it was for like the family visiting day right because there's but other some, people my favorite least... part about the family visit is the part where he somehow wanders in to the hardcore drug users men's room and there are <laughs> this weird scene where there's yeah, that one guy in black who's just fucking out of his mind. Who's just wait, scre- wait, wait, wait. When they're when they're watching the watching the ball game. Yeah, she takes the kids and yeah. goes off with uh, with them, and he goes to like go do something. He wanders into that room where they're all watching a ball game and sits down. Yeah, yeah. And that one hyper intense guy. There's that old guy that kind of thinks he's there and in denial about his own drinking. <laughs> Right. And then everyone else in the room gets on that old guy's case for confronting him. But in such an intense way, it's like amazing. It's like times a thousand response. Instead of being like, leave him alone, man. They're like, we fucking hate you, man. Shut up. It's so insane. I know. Oh, God. That scene was wild. Like, it was like, I, what I, is I, happening? Yeah. And, and like anytime you have like a rehab center scene where you've got like the old timer, like Nobody's right. more than 28 days old in this thing, you guys. That's the whole yeah. point. So, <laughs> yeah. But that attitude, I, I, again, like the way it's portrayed is comical and it doesn't quite work. But what they're trying to portray I is totally familiar to sure. me as someone who goes to those kind of places, right? Like there are people in meetings who are just like, if you're walking down these stairs and coming in this room, you have a problem and you're in denial. And you're like, yeah, I'm just here because I'm supporting my friends getting their, you know, my, my wife's getting her chip or whatever. You're like, no, nope, right. you're here. You're a fucking drunk or a drug addict. <laughs> like, okay, man. But you're right. Like, all those people, like, flipping out on yeah. the old guy. It was awesome. What, <laughs> what am I forgetting in that scene? I feel like there was a couple of other things that were being portrayed there, like this, the, uh, like the, the, the guy trying to be on his side and just how weird the whole thing was. Like he's sitting there watching the game and he's a little uncomfortable. And the guy's like, Ugh, you're probably uncomfortable because you don't have a beer. And he's, yeah. <laughs> how long has it been since you watched the game without a beer in your hand? And he's like, Oh, yeah. I don't really drink that much. Um, yeah. But I, I would, I think the response would have been like, I'm uncomfortable because you guys are very weird and aggressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You're hyper aggressive to me right now. <laughs> If we could just be quiet and watch the game, that'd be cool. Um, I, I did think it was a little because then he goes, he gets out of there and he's wandering around, just kind of checking stuff out. And either right then or at some point before that, like they keep showing like little vignettes where he's like kind of talking to her one on one, and then he goes into that room on his own, and then he's wandering around. And somewhere when he's talking with her, she's like, "Oh, so and so has the kids right now because they brought the two daughters." And then, you know, Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan are off talking alone and the kids are off with some other person from the rehab center kind of occupying the kids' times. That doesn't happen on family week, right? The whole point of family week is everybody's there with their family or friends coming to visit. So if you were like, oh, will you watch my kids so I can go talk to my husband? The person would be like, 
Go fuck yourself. I'm going to talk to my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought I that was weird. Things to do. Because, yeah, I'm I'm also in the center and have my own problems. So I And these are your fucking kids who haven't seen you in two weeks. Why don't you spend a couple minutes with them? Right, even if you got to right. share your family time with your husband. That, I thought that was strange that they would even do that. Because then he's wandering around and that's the first time he sees... It, it was sweet and I did appreciate what they were trying to show. And they kind of, it was like one of those where they just treat kids in a movie as a nuisance. So they come up with some excuse not to have right. them around for the scene. Cause it was, it was, you know, he, he kind of peeks through a window and sees her sitting there smoking cigarettes with, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I believe. Right. And yes, yep. he can see her to me. It was like, Oh, he's finally seeing her as, as someone he's, he's realizing she's somebody different. Right. Like, cause you're right. That opening scene where we first meet them, they do that clearly a little game they play where she's eating alone at a bar and he comes in and picks her up and it's right. like a little play acting thing. And it, and part of it is he sees her from across the room and, you know, as an audience, you don't realize they're already together. And so you're like, but he's already got this view of her and then he goes and it's like a, a, a little scene they play out. And now he's looking through the window at her in rehab and having like he sees somebody com- that he doesn't recognize at all, and she's engaged with some other guy. Well, he he comes in and cool. asks her to if he can borrow her. Like he introduces himself and then says, "Hey, oh, can that, I talk to I your wife?" That. And then That's... they leave, and he's watching them out the window because uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is having oh. like a problem on family day, and he That's needs right. to, That's to right. compress with her. And so that's the first time where he's kind of like, huh. And then you can tell he's like, he's a little unsure of what to figure out with this other guy and what this place is. And this is very, it seems like a very like 90s attitude of therapy and uh, rehab in general. Like he sort of represents sure. that, that uh, questioning of all of this crazy hippie love stuff. Oh, Andy Garcia does. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. No, that's a good point. Very good point. But I do like how they don't ever really, I mean, they, the relationship with Philip Seymour Hoffman and her, because then for whatever reason, they also are friends after they get out of rehab, right? So she comes home and it's a similar dynamic. Like they don't, they're having a hard time figuring out what Andy Garcia and her are having a hard time figuring out what they're, what they, what they are to each other anymore. Yeah. And she's still friends with Philip Seymour Hoffman to the point where like he's coming over and they're smoking cigarettes in the house, which is such a 90s thing. Like, oh, I God, yeah, right. It an 80s thing, but this movie was in the 90s. <laughs> She's just smoking in the house and be like, bitch, take that outside. Yeah, what are you doing? You've got small children. <laughs> well, and just, do you remember how bad one cigarette in oh, your God. house Stinks. makes everything yeah. smell? Like, the, that's all I can think of when I see any period piece anymore is like, God, that house must have just fucking reeks. Yeah. And she's just in there like chain smoking now, suddenly. Like they weren't smoking in the house before. And he's just like, yeah, I, I, it made me think like like my parents, my 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 stepmom. Well, she doesn't anymore, but she smoked for like twenty years when they were together. Right, and she, I think it wasn't even a question. She wasn't smoking in the house, right? Because she also, she's like, I don't want everything to smell like this. I just smoke, so she'd go outside and smoke. <laughs> so all I could think was, dude, she's making that house smell terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, and it's a big house. Yeah, you just smell it the day after smell. Oh, ugh. ugh. Oh, it's nauseous. Uh, but. But about that relationship, I, and I thought it was weird that they would still, because clearly the rehab center was like, it was like a, an hour's drive out of town or something. Like they'd have like long sprawling shots of him driving out there or them driving together back. So it's way the fuck. Why on earth would Philip Seymour Hoffman be anywhere near where they live so that they can start hanging out again after rehab's over, right? Like that was, 
strange to me, but whatever. I like yeah. that it was never beyond that. Like, like Andy Garcia was threatened, but in that weird way of like, he's not even sure what he's threatened by. Cause right. Even it's a not young clear to, it's Seymour not Hoffman, clear to him why he doesn't like this, but he's just uncomfortable. Because sure. it's not it's, like he he walks he's gone on a flight walks in on them after they're all back and they're just like they're lounging around they're sitting really close to each other hanging out but it's not it's clearly not sexual it's very much like right. good friends it's like good friend like buddy buddy yeah and that's just it and, and it's again why the movie is more about the family afterward is like again well okay again how about your perspective on that like where did that how did that play for you in terms of like realism like how realistic did that look to you both Anna Garcia's reaction and the way that she was just kind of sitting around like with their you know no socks on lounging around smoking cigarettes and I I I totally got it I mean I feel like I feel like from they did a decent job of portraying that sense of like he's typically the fixer in all things and so now she's having some so she's working through this with this other person. It happens to be another guy. And there's just like a, there's a, there's a, not a betrayal is not the right word, but it's sort of like that. A betrayal of intimacy, not necessarily sexuality. It just feels like, why am yeah. I'm the close? I should be the closest one to you. Why am I left out of this? And yeah. the movie kind of makes the point throughout the ending that, well, he has to be left out of this to a degree because these, there's no way he knows exactly what's happening. He can empathize, but she has to deal with it with him. And one thing I, I forgot about with Seymour Hoffman is that in the rehab center, when he meets, pulls her aside, later we see Andrew Garcia walking around, and it is family day, but he comes across from a, fr- across the grounds. He sees Philip Seymour Hoffman sitting by himself at a picnic table. So you kind of wonder if Hoffman's oh, right. issue is that he doesn't have familial support. No one came to visit him on family day. She's You're his right. lifeline. And now yeah. they're, they're both helping each other get through this really tough part. But he just feels yeah. like, like aloof, like he's he's un, he can't find a way yeah. in, and it's just frustrating. I don't think you can even describe it, but I totally got that sense of the helplessness and frustration where you feel like you want to be the partner, but you have no idea, and this guy so easily fits that fits that role, and and he just kind of uh, that... sees him and walks upstairs, and she gets mad that he yeah. was sort of like brushed that dude off, and rightly yeah. so. Yeah. No, I I I, I that's. The, the film works right like because that is precisely how I, I read all of that as well and I wasn't sure if that's because I've had to walk through some of that where like I I I am a big proponent of divorce honestly when people come into meetings and people come in early recovery and they're like I you know I'm I gotta I gotta figure out how to navigate my wife and my you know or my husband or whatever part of me is like you got to be willing to just let that shit go Right. And I I feel cold about that. And that's because I'm, you know, my relationship wasn't, uh, I I couldn't have stayed sober. That's part of why I know. Yeah. That's why I know I say that. But so seeing that I'm like, yeah, this, this tracks like he seeing his frustration and, and, uh, it really was a love story though, dude. Right. Like, cause you can tell when he finally does leave because they just can't figure it out. And so he's going to move out. Like you can, you get the sense that there's like a deep love there that they just can't get their shit around and they don't want to do it, but they know that the only thing that can really work is for him to just be away from her. Right. Cause right. he's the problem at that point, like all through their relationship, she was the problem and he was a fixer, like you're saying, but now it's turned and he's more of the problem because he can't adjust to the new world and they don't, 
their whole thing needs to be redefined and like she's not in a space to even give him a moment's notice right that's that's part of it right she, she i think she like that marriage counseling thing she kind of talks about that and and he's not present enough to like it, it's so confusing as yeah. a, as a couple yeah so i i I, I totally I'm get that confusion. Into a, like a, I'm walking myself into a strong thumbs up because at, <laughs> at the end, it really does portray the, all of this in a very honest way that I, I at least, I can't think of any other movie that deals with this like this. Like the alcohol stuff and the falling apart stuff, that's almost, it's almost like they wanted to rush through that. I mean, they don't really, but they, it, 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 it's almost like they could have, right? Like, it's like they, they, they totally to, could have, yeah. They, they, they like could have gotten rid of felt, a lot of that. They felt like they needed to establish some kind of dynamic early and some kind of portrayal of her life earlier. And maybe maybe there's a version of this that's more like a two two storyline kind of thing. And like I, 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 I yeah, this would have really done better as a longer show, like a like a mini series or something. Uh, to really dig into all that or just drop that part and just have a couple flashbacks showing what their dynamic was like before. But uh, um, oh, yeah. oh, there's one other part. That, another mm-hmm. part that makes it so clear, like as an Al-Anon thing, is her mom, her parents, like the couple scenes that like Ellen, is, uh, no, not Ellen Barkin. Uh, what's the actress's name? Shoot, the, the mom. Oh, uh, uh, Ellen Burstyn. Burstyn, she is bananas good at that right like yeah yeah part of me is like oh ellen burston must have just been a fucking asshole mom like she was <laughs> so perfect as that shitty uh passive aggressive parent like it it, mm-hmm. it it was very thoughtful to show that as a backstory i mean she's in like two scenes where she's honestly on screen and she just does a couple interactions and the way she behaves and you just get the whole backstory of Meg Ryan and part of why she's so insecure and has, like, she's a troubled person, right? That's part of why she's becoming yeah, alcoholic. constantly undermined of, or negged. <laughs> negative comments constantly, just little passive little, little pokes little, all the time. And it's, I thought it was such a smart portrayal of that because it's not, it's not over the top. It's not yeah. like, eh. <sighs> But you do just like, oh, I do not want to go in that house, right? And the, and the <laughs> kids are like, they do not want to spend time with Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, she's just negative. You know, she's loving, but she's also like someone who's like that pessimistic. Uh, There's always that pessimism there that comes she through in a subtle way. Fucking sucks. Oh my god. Like I, oh, oh god. I I wanted her gone so bad. And that kid, like, <laughs> when they come home from the holiday, and the kids like. Brings the grandma and grandpa's bags out really fast. Like, yeah. gotta go. <laughs> she throws them on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, I again, I was surprised at how effectively it does this once you scrutinize it from this perspective. Like from a film standpoint, uh, it wasn't like the first half was a little too choppy, and then and then at the end, okay, so he moves out, and then there's he's going to have to move to Denver to keep his job and keep his pay or you know where you know his 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 elevation level in his company and he's already moved out so it's this weird like what the fuck are we going to do like obviously the family can't move with them and you know the screenwriters like and we're rounding up on the second hour of this you know almost 2 hours of this film we got to do something to end it like uh he 
I thought it was sweet. Like it's it's a total movie thing, and he shows up at her at her big. You know, she gets to do her six month. She gets to talk at six months as though she's had twenty five years of recovery <laughs> and has a whole room full of people listening to her and she's cheering, cheering her on. And she, I, like, she's talking. And you're like, I and uh, okay, someone who goes to plenty of meetings and has gone through lots and lots of these these kind of sharings. You know, people get their. It's a common thing when you get your chip. You, you share a little bit about your story or about whatever's going on. And when you hear someone who's got less than a year of, of sobriety, like waxing poetic about all right. the things and the changes <laughs> right. in your life, you're like, all right, yeah, I, you know, part of you is like, yeah, that's great. You're you're going through a lot of big changes and your life's different. You're still very young. You got years ahead of you before you, you yeah. Know, there's arguably you haven't even had the worst part of whatever's coming come yet, right? Like it sucks, yeah. and you know your husband moving out. Like <laughs> anyway, it was. Hollywood silly, but they have to yeah. It was a, it was a Hollywood ending for sure, but I it did feel like it felt appropriate for what this movie is. But yes. I it, it the ending of the movie really it can't be overstated how good it is at expressing both of their points yes. of view, and neither 100%. of them is wrong, and neither of them is right completely either. Yes, be but yeah. it kind of like what you were saying. I totally understand that, and I probably wouldn't have as well before watching this movie get a sense of how this works. Is that right. she? They do love each other. They deep down really deeply care about each other. But at this point right. in their lives, she has to go through this. And even though she might not want to, she can't help but unloading some of this stuff on the person she loves the most, which is him, because yes. he is the only he's there. And and, and as 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 uh-huh. a fixer, he wants to fix it and he has to right. not do anything. Exactly. Yeah. He just has to be there or not be there, but he can't be proactive and she that's just what she needs and he just can't not do something. So it they have to be apart from each other because they're feeding they're not right. helping each other. And so he moves he moves out but for her, but also really for him because he's kind of losing yeah. his mind as well because yeah. he's just lost. He doesn't know how to do this yeah. and it's just it, a nonstop feeling of helplessness. And so it's really interesting that one that scene where he says he's going to leave at night where they have this breakthrough together and they both right. come away with that concept of just like this this isn't sustainable. We can't continue this. It's just it's yeah. heartbreaking but it's also like that makes so much sense and um yeah. really makes sense. And and I I and I did appreciate that they show him you know, like he goes to one Al-Anon movie uh meeting and leaves early and he's just like those people I don't get those people. Like, it was a yeah, he calls. He literally calls them that. losers. Yeah, losers. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but then later, you know, he speaks at a meeting and he's he chokes up and he reveals his vulnerability to a room full of strangers, and you realize he's been going to meetings and not talking and, and yeah, like where he's like, I'm I I'm losing my wife. Like I I wish this wasn't so long since I'd seen the movie. Now all I remember is being moved by the scene. I don't remember exactly what he says. Yeah, but I. I appreciated that they that they did that, right? Because, like you just said, like they were, you you never get a sense that they're not trying and that they're not deeply in love, and they just don't know what to do. And back to the Hollywood ending, she gives her speech, and then he comes in, and he's like, they kind of recreate the the little play act from the opening sequence where no one in the room realizes that this is her husband. Right, he, right, like, yeah. He speaks about her in the third person as though she's not standing right in front of him. But goddamn, that worked, dude. I it, it did. I got it did. Very choked up. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that and that it 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 was enough that it made up for the earlier scene that that beginning scene 
because it's clear they're trying to put in, you know put bookends on the movie with that that interaction showing earlier it's just this game where they're just showing off to each other and to whoever's picking up on her and in this right. it was a genuine shared moment where they're just like being real with each other and they're in a safe environment like no one around them is is in the way in any way and they also don't care right like they 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 do their little like blah 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 and then they they kiss each other and everyone else i i couldn't help but watch everyone else in the room and they're just kind of like off talking about their own shit they're like oh that was sweet those guys shared a moment uh, anyway what's going on with you <laughs> yeah how was your weekend <laughs> so who's this because uh, next... you've got like <laughs> you got a room full of uh alcoholics and addicts who are just like yeah no she's got like six months sobriety those guys aren't yeah. gonna make it but anyway yeah uh, you want to go grab <laughs> you want to go grab a smoke yeah exactly the next speech is guy a guy on his first week so uh we gotta get ready for that um <laughs> Yeah, it it is worth it though because right before this, he is declared, uh, like you said before, he is. They are not getting divorced, but he is moving to Denver to keep his because right. the job company is downsizing and to keep his to not have to start over with another company. He's moving to Denver and yeah, for jobs. So he knows that he they just have to be apart for now. Or she does, she does too. Really, they both know it. But he's the one who says, "All right, then I am. I'm just leaving. I'm leaving for Denver." So he's not yeah. moved back. Um, no, he's just there because yeah, he's, he's flying. Back for this, yeah, he's back for this, and uh, yeah, because she she invites him and he's very vague about whether he's going to do it, right? Yeah, so you get the exactly. impression he says no, so that it is a surprise that he's there, and it is very moving. But I did appreciate. I, I was like, yeah, their problems are not solved in any right. way, right? Like, right. Because as soon as the 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 credits roll, he's still got to move away. They don't, you know. What uh, is he, you know, as a pilot, he's not making enough money to sustain a house in Denver and a fucking brownstone in, in right, San, right. San Francisco, right? Right. So, like, their problems are all still right there, but for what they're showing, it, I, it worked, right? Like, the key is they need to be there for each other, and however the rest of the world's going to work, being real and vulnerable with one another is the only way to make have any chance of anything working out. And so I, I really appreciated that. I, yeah. I cried. I, I won't fucking lie, dude. That <laughs> made me. I was just like, oh god damn, that fucking worked. And that's they're they're good actors, right? Andy yeah. Garcia. I did not doubt for a second he was deeply in love with that woman in front of her and totally and her totally. back like that. The way they react to each other in that scene, oh boy, reminded me how much I loved Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it felt so deserved because the whole it's been like it is a slow paced movie and there's such a slow like tension and yeah. them trying to figure each other out and constantly trying to make like progression towards intimacy and just or just like getting back to yeah. familiar familiarity with each other and hitting a wall for no. whatever reason. And then finally they hear each other to a degree. Yeah, yeah it's really no, I touching. Think, I think you just hit it on the head right there. The intimacy like throughout the entire movie. They have not. That is the only moment of intimacy. If they finally share a moment of intimacy. Sure. That, yeah. God damn. You're right. That's what it was. That's why. That's what they were trying to show. I think is, or maybe they didn't even realize that's what they were doing. But that's, that is it, dude. That's exactly right. Because they were always superficial, always playing roles. Yeah. And in that scene, neither of them were playing any role. They were just like, "I'm here for my wife." Right. Oh, I'm gonna start and crying I, and now I s- just thinking about <laughs> it. Oh boy, that really. <laughs> and I yeah, and they like really see yeah. each other as. Yeah. You know, partners. There's all, yeah. Yeah. It did feel like they were fitting stereotypes. And then now they're like, they're just, they're real. Yeah. It's much more real. Yeah. yeah. And I, I it was think, worth it. For, it was a great ending. It was a great ending. And I, I'm still not pleased with the title. I feel like the title, 
when they're playing off that song and I think they actually had the rights to the song and I wonder if that didn't help kind of steer them towards using that as the title of the oh, film. definitely <laughs> yeah I I I'm not I, and I guess maybe I'm looking at this with you know woke 2019 eyes it you know when a man loves a woman it's it, that leans it all too much on his side right like yeah and I if they're going to do that, they should have been more clearly an Alan on story, right? Like the fact that I had to pick up on it halfway through the movie of like, Oh shit, this is actually about him. It, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it, that's my, my real criticism of the entire film is that, um, but from a recovery standpoint, from an alcoholic standpoint, from like walking through all this shit, I thumbs up all the way around. Even if Meg Ryan, was a little too cartoony in her falling apart. It was still, I thought, very, very accurate to the way uh, that kind of a drunk would be. A a middle-class person sneaking around. I mean, I'm biased on this because this is precisely (laughs) how I drank. Right, right, right. Hiding bottles of vodka around the house. I mean, specific locations, but still, like, and, and... that whole conundrum of how to dispose of the bottles. Oh hell yeah, I can relate to all of that shit. Yeah, and 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 the rehab center, they didn't spend time in there, right? They just show like a couple of little windows into the center, but they don't they don't spend a great deal of time in there. So that part just kind of gets a sweeping pass. But mm-hmm. the recovery aspect afterwards, this is so far the best that I, I'm going to guess it's the only the best one we'll see in any of these movies that we've picked out. I'm is my guess. Yeah, it's not so, a, it's not, I can't, well, I don't have a, a lot of experience with movies, uh, recovery movies, but I'm trying to think of any other one that kind of focuses on this time specifically as like the main focus. Like some, they touch on it a lot of times or mentioned it in no. passing, like previous relationships, but really done well. Yeah. Just that, just that there's no right answer, no wrong answer, just frustrated yeah. uh, roadblocks constantly. And it's yes. just infuriating, I imagine. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah really, so, really done yeah, well. I'm, very well done. Uh, two, two, what? I, how do I not have a system? I, I we've been waiting <laughs> so long in between recordings. I forget whatever system I said before. But I, I whatever five. <laughs> we had two bottles. bottles we had two bottles up or whatever. It was a bottle system. Two bottles, yeah. Two, two bottles, yeah. Definitely two, bottles, two bottles of vodka high held high. This is very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I would recommend it. I mean, I don't know if that's part of what we're trying to do here, but so far, I, I feel like I'm going to recommend every one of these. So probably the for different reasons, yeah. Well, yeah, I think the best thing reasons. is like it is an interesting coverage so far in the three we've covered and what they're, where they decide to focus on. And this one's very unique yes. on where it focuses on and much more mature movie. Like Sandra Bullock's is about a twenty-something, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then Crazy Heart is about you know an older guy at the end of his life who's still functioning alcoholic and kind of act, found yeah. an equilibrium but definitely not doing great and these guys are probably in their 30s yeah. and you know successful but they've, they're still dealing with this and it could go either it could still go either way yeah. but they are navigating well, that first big step after recovery yeah and, and and because of that because of the age group and because of that topic i'd say arguably this is the most important of the three that we've watched so far like sure in terms yeah of the potential reaching an audience this is it's interesting i did not expect that when i, put this <laughs> I didn't either not at all yeah i kind of <laughs> thought we'd just be ridiculing it but <clears throat> with the exception <laughs> of that drunk meg ryan scene it was fucking spot on man <laughs> yeah 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 no really okay. really well done really well done yeah cool. 
Well, then uh, then we'll call this one a we'll call this one a, a show. Uh, what do you remember? What our next movie is? Uh, I always re- think I'm going to look it up before, and then I forget. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I um, think we were going to do just, drunks next, weren't we? Drunks. Okay, let's do it. Drunks is. Uh, oh boy, I'm. Oh gosh. Every one of these now, I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> like, I spent forever <laughs> waiting to watch this one, to waiting to watch When a Man Loves a Woman. It took me a long time to get around to it. So, <laughs> Drunks, the the Richard Lewis, uh, uh, is that right, Richard Lewis? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Richard, Richard Lewis, Lewis fronted movie. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's clearly his movie, right? Like, I, I, I this is one I watched in a rehab center, so I, I will be interesting to watch and have, oh, uh, so that'll be interesting. So that'll be a, your. Yes. I, I can't wait to hear your initial viewpoints from your yeah, initial washing yeah. of this. All right, cool. man. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, two thumbs up. We love you. Have a good day. See ya.